Welcome to Deep Focus. I'm your host, Mitch Goldman. It's May of 2019. Arturo O'Farrell is my guest on the topic of the brilliant and surprising Steely Dan. Oh, did we have a good time doing this? I think you're going to enjoy it too. So let's get right into it. This is part two of three. Sandy, mm-hmm. a woman came up to me and said, and I, and I have experiences like this all the time. She said, my, my, I lost my home. My, my sister just died, blah, blah, blah. I blah, 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 never thought I'd smile again. But you guys, I mean, I've had this experience. We've been married 50 years. We celebrate our, our 50th anniversary. We spent the last 20 years coming to Birdland. What? Stuff like that, you just, you, you know, you said, you go, okay, really? It's not about me. It's about bringing what I have to people. And I think that's really, really important. I think that, of course, Steely Dan understands that. And so does, so I'll do all the greats. Arturo O'Farrell. I'm so glad you're here, man. I'm so glad you're here. <laughs> I'm so glad to be here. <laughs> and, um, uh... So we're the show's called Deep Focus. I was so deeply focused there. I just you carried me away, man. I'm uh, uh, we're in Finsbury Park in London, May, just about this time of year, 1974. Steely Dan, who during the height of their recording career was not simply not a touring act at all. Kind of unusual going back to. Uh, Maybe the Beatles, the last <laughs> successful act that, and they didn't survive that long without playing. Steely Dan um, did uh, worked long and hard in the studio, but never toured after this period really for almost twenty years, and uh, emerged as a touring band almost after their recording career had ended. Maybe they can only do focus on one thing at a time. But uh, so it's very interesting. So this is somewhat uniquely of a moment when they were a real band that and more or less the same musicians in the studio and on stage. Well, you can hear them. You can hear it like if you listen, as I was listening to all this music, you can hear moments where they're kind of playing for each other, which is also really beautiful. I mean, they can hear that they're grooving. They're just having a great time. And I think that that will help the, the, the final, you know, the final product a lot. I haven't announced in some time who the musicians are, so let me run it down again somewhat quickly. Donald Fagan Can I, can I apologize first? Actually, I, I remember when, when Perkara died. I really do. And I felt so stupid at realizing that, yeah, it was a long time ago. Well, it was a long time ago. You know, in in these advanced your years, <laughs> yeah, I do forget. You know, I was thinking because Hal Blaine died just recently, yes, and Hal yes. Blaine was another drummer from Los Angeles who graced yes, yes hundreds yes. and hundreds of records. And I remember being particularly saddened by the passing of Hal Blaine. So yeah. I might have made that. Yeah, mistake. yeah, yeah, yeah. Gosh, between those two guys, uh, yeah, yeah. Hal Blaine just passed. Who's a generation older? But yeah, Jeff Porcaro. <laughs> Died very young. I think I don't know exactly how old he was, but uh, I also and, really like Toto, and the, the, <laughs> you know that's kind of an amazing band as well. Okay, you, know, you didn't like you don't like Toto. <laughs> uh, so in Steely Dan in 1974, and this whole year they're touring. Uh, they basically Donald Fagan piano, Walter Becker on bass here, also known as a guitar player as well. 
But uh, the guitars are Jeff Skunk Baxter and Denny Diaz. Those guys, man, I'm going to shout out Jeff Baxter. He's just... Yeah, he's singing, man. He's, he's a singing. melodicist. Yeah, <laughs> he's a melodicist masquerading as a rock guitarist. <laughs> man, it's not just shredding. No, that's no. something that 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 yeah, you need to say. It's not just shredding. Yeah, yeah. You'll hear him even, and he's not super high in the mix, but he just he, he pops out if you listen. You'll hear him. Um, tremendous musicianship all the way around. Jim Hodder and the aforementioned Jeff Porcaro on drums. Royce Jones, who got a little shout-out from the stage from Donald Fagan on percussion and vocals, and Michael McDonald, we haven't heard a huge presence from as a vocalist, but uh, also playing electric piano. I think we're going to hear some more from him yet. And uh, anybody else you want to shout-out on this band while we're going through it? Anybody grabbing you in, in this particular? Band? I mean, they sound like a band. It's, they... It sounds like a band. I mean, I, I think it's interesting. Uh, of course, I think Donald Fagan's a really good pianist. Uh, you know, uh, really funny pianist in a way very very witty very very bluesy and gospely and not at all not at all smooth and streamlined um like a lot of pianists who play in music that is a you know popular he's actually more of a jazz musician in some ways and you could really hear that later on and when he does his solo albums he does a lot of very sophisticated harmony and inside jokes and stuff that is very but he's actually a jazz musician in some ways. This next song, I guess everybody's going to know it as soon as they hear it. Anything you want to say about that? Did we do King of the World? Yeah. We did. We're going to Ricky Don't Lose That Number. Ricky Don't Lose That Number. You know, it's a pretty funny piece of music. <laughs> it's uh, it's it, The words are pretty funny. I think it's it's many of us have gone through similar circumstances. And so... Um, and it also begins uh, like the Horace Silverton song for my father. Okay, so, yeah. boom, 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 yeah. boom, boom. You're right, yeah. And I think if you listen carefully, I almost swear that either Jeff or Danny that, that does something that they start to they start to intimate song for my father. That's, it's true, or maybe it's it's it's. Listen to the beginning of it and tell me if you don't hear yeah. just a taste of song from my father from one of these guys. Some throwaway. Um, I, I always love this song. I always love the simplicity. I also love the the Guido, which is maybe the only time you'll ever hear Guido. <laughs> All right, we're gonna. Uh, so we're going back to Rainbow Theater, nineteen seventy four, Steely Dan. And uh, when we come back, Arturo O'Farrell, I want to hear about... I wasn't even born then, by the way. Yeah, no, of course. Um, I want to hear what you got coming up, though. I want to hear about okay. uh, stuff you're doing, live sure. or otherwise. Sure. All right, ready? Yeah. We got our WKCR time travel suits on? Got him. And our, all right. All right. It's, uh, it is uh, Deep Focus on WKCR with Arturo O'Farrell and the music of Steely Dan. This is our new single. It was released uh, Friday, I think, in the uh, UK. Into a groove here. Mm-hmm. 
Thank you very much. Thank you. these things are necessary for the proper performance of these compositions. 
upon a platform. The man gave me the news. He said, you must be joking. Where did you get those shoes? Thank you very much. Thank you very kindly. Pretzel logic, it's called. Pretzel logic. Yes. Yes, I, I thought that was pretty well done myself. Nice one. Uh, I'd like to introduce the members of our little rock and roll orchestra at this time. Oh, someone wants an A, I see. Dispensing the A. Guitar section Denny Diaz and Jeff Skunk Baxter.
Although I must say, I must say that since Jeffrey uh, has come to England, he's now Jeffrey Baxter, no longer Skunk Baxter. I don't know why. I... The uh, bass player is Walter Becker, my co-writer. The drum section, Jeff Percaro and Jim Hodder. Mike McDonald on electric piano and vocals. Royce Jones on percussion and vocals. And that's the band. Oh, check, check you that E, Jeffrey. Can't pull the wool over me at my eyes. All right. Uh, good evening. <laughs> okay, now we're gonna do a song about high school. And uh, first, I'd like to dedicate this song. All right. Very good. 55 Chevys, push-up bras, stuff like that. Anyway, I'd like to dedicate this tune to all the members of my band up here on this stage who've made it all possible, seriously, to make. All this good shit go down. Come on, let's get the fuck out of here. Come on, my old school kids, it's about the old high school time.
questions.
Thank you for coming to our concert. We'll be here tomorrow night. Good night, and thank you very much. You think that's it? What do you think? Is that it? No, that's, you know, there's no... I think that's it. That's an invitation. (laughs) (laughs) How does that work? How does that work? That moment, that moment works like this. You go off stage, and the audience is, like, just starting to scream, and you go, oh, I guess they want an encore. (laughs) (laughs) Is there... Now, do you guys... Does somebody say, let them, let them... Let them sit and wait a little while. Let's make them really. Well, it's walk. different because we're not rock stars. We're jazz musicians, right? <laughs> okay. So this is like a really different. Anybody will talk to us at all. <laughs> we're impressed that they want to talk to us. So if they like clap meekly for two and a half seconds, it means they want an encore, <laughs> and nobody has to ask us. Hurry up! Let's get back out there before they stop. <laughs> but then, well, it also works. The jazz musicians are like, uh, the gig's over. I'm going home. <laughs> No, no, we gotta give them an encore. <laughs> Sometimes I remember once getting really pissed off at a percussionist who changed his flight. We we're playing Monterey, and he changed his flight so he can get out of California early. And unfortunately, the audience was really demanding an encore. Can I just say they're still going? Oh yeah, no, they're, <laughs> they're gonna keep going. All right, well. Well, we'll save that. We'll save that for the yeah. So t- go on. Monterey. So anyway, so anyway, so this, I, this guy left, got in the car, and went to the airport. And the crowd was still screaming for uh, the encore. We did the encore without him, and it sat very poorly with me, and it had contributed to his uh, mm-hmm. being let go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because again, like to me, the audiences that's sacred. That's our job. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Well, these guys clearly... Okay, so uh, if you're just joining us or we grabbed you in the car, you heard that, you were like, wait a minute, what album is this? It's not an album. It's from the WKCR archives. It's Steely Dan, live at the Rainbow Theater in London, May of 1974. Something that we play, we do this show called Deep Focus. My name is Mitch Goldman, and we have a guest come in the studio. Very fortunate tonight. It's none other than Arturo O'Farrell. And... Uh, Arturo's that? choice. <laughs> Eddie who? <laughs> Eddie who? <laughs> and Arturo is uh, shining a bright light on Steely Dan, and I'm hearing things. I've enjoyed this band since almost back then, and I'm hearing things I never heard before, getting to listen to this live recording and hearing it with your ears a little bit. It's uh, a so treat. You heard the uh, Horace Silver yes, reference. absolutely. I don't know <laughs> if I would have picked that up, but you're... 100 percent it's right. like it's about three and a half beats of a horror silver reference yeah but that just proves my point that these guys are like heavy musicians they're not they're not they're actually you know people who have a wide range of listening uh tastes yeah 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 especially donald fagan i mean you know you get one gets the feeling with donald fagan that he actually really has for uh, a formidable set of classical and jazz chops at the piano in fact, yeah. I was wondering about that. I don't know. He also, he is one of the all-time textbooks. He is by no means a classical singer, but boy, does he make these songs work for his voice. Yeah, well, he has a distinctive voice. I don't mean to sound dis- make this disparaging, but he has this distinct nasally, whiny sound to his voice that works incredibly well for um, these songs yeah. And, well, yeah because the 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 posture of most of these songs is privileged standoffish uh 
person and his voice kind of really works from that angle very well you know a lot of the songs again are like very there's a lot of uh just a lot of nefarious business going on (laughs) there really is is there or are we just no 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 it's about hide the scale (laughs) (laughs) the neighbors i think they know who we are yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind yeah. of unavoidable. It's not even just, just a drug reference. It's also just references to sex and references to groupies and references to this, references to that. And um, but it's all again, it's all very like, yes, we're we're pirates. We're nefarious pirates. You know, there's no there's no Hotel California in this <laughs> <No>. music. <laughs> and it's funny. It's it is a very New York attitude, and yet, as you were saying, they're at this time a very LA band. Yeah, with one, there's nothing. There's nothing more beautiful than alienated New Yorkers in California. There's nothing more gorgeous than like paranoid, delusional, angry, bitter, complaining New Yorkers caught <laughs> in the sunshine. In the sunshine. In the bright, that's probably that's probably one of the greatest things that I can think of, and it spawned a generation of comedians. I mean, Woody Allen and Larry David. I mean, that's comedy gold. Just like being, yeah, just, no, don't smile at me, please. I don't want to hear, hello, how are you? <laughs> just, yeah, they kind of, there's a there's a continuum there they're a part of. Yeah, yeah. I mean, some people buy into it. Some people buy into it. They go with California and they kind of, right, yeah. They, they, yeah, everything beautiful. They go native. They're wearing sherbet colored clothing somebody said Birkenstocks if I ever see you working wearing Birkenstocks I'm gonna kill you I said no listen if you ever see me if you ever hear me say hey dude <laughs> that's like, you know it's pretty much a gone sign oh, that's you know dude. I think I think we're I think we're entitled as New Yorkers to be like really really paranoid and very, very, like, you know, because New Yorkers are not. Because there really are people out to get us. Every single second of every <laughs> single day, <laughs> lurking behind every corner. So true. <laughs> On that note, you are listening to WKCRFM New York, WKCR HD1, WKCR.org. I don't know where else you might find us, but um, glad you did. I'm Mitch Goldman. Cool. Jazz Alternatives every weeknight from 6 to 9 p.m. And uh, I do the show Deep Focus, and our guest chooses a subject of that. Well, the, the way you presented it is, is was, as I said earlier, is very interesting to me because there's a, a wide variety of, of things I could, somebody might expect me to talk about Machito or expect me to talk about uh, any of the things that I'm associated with publicly. But um, from a f- purely fan base i guess um i've listened to almost more steely dan than anything just as a fan fan just to listen put it on and and it's funny because i rant and rail against using music as affirmation and using music as a way to uh, uh, uh um placate your need to feel wanted or set and yet i realize that i do that with steely dan steely dan um, it fixes me to a time and a space that you and I both share because we're about the same age and p- from the same kind of <laughs> world. And it fixes me. It fi- I know this world. Yeah. I know this world, and it, it, it's comforting for me to listen to this music. It, 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 
affirms uh, being an Upper West Side smart-ass kid, <laughs> right? It no affirms about being it. a smart-ass Upper West Side kid. Uh, well, speaking of, another somebody gave me the drop on you. I can't remember who was telling me this. I said, yeah, Arturo O'Farrell's coming up. He said, oh, you know, he was a big Frank Zappa fan when he was oh, a kid. Oh, yeah. Those, that kind of fits, too. That also fits musically and time-wise, obviously. Frank Zappa was more intelligentsia in a way, though. Frank Zappa was like, yeah, there was moments of, of, of pure hard rock and roll, but you can't really call them Uncle Mead variations of the hard rock and roll. It's, it's clearly 20th century composition. And, um, and, and, I, and similarly to Steely Dan, the reason I like Frank Zappa is because there was a smarminess to it. Oh, God, yeah. There was kind of a standoffish uh, smarminess to all Frank Zappa stuff. It was the the very, Southern California version. Yeah, but very, very dark. Still oh, very, yeah. very, very dark and very, uh, nothing like Susie Cream Cheese is a good example of people. Oh, all that, that he had a whole bunch of those songs like yeah, that. That just, you know, that, that just represents airheadedness and silliness and stupidity and, you know, searching for burgers in daddy's new car. What the hell is that? <laughs> it gets worse. <laughs> it does. It does. It does. It does. It does. It does. But but again, it's that. It's that. And I guess people listen to music to feel like they're hanging out with Frank Zappa or hanging out with uh, Walter Becker and Ronald Fagan. Like they're they're you know sharing a joint or whatever they think they're doing. That and I, you know I don't even know really what goes on in these people's lives. I don't know Walter Becker or Ronald Fagan. I mean I can't know Walter anymore. But yeah. Um, but you want to you want to think you could when you listen to this stuff. It's that present. Yeah, Arturo. What about Arturo O'Farrell? What's coming up, man? What you got some gigs? Any people uh, gonna have a chance to come hear you play anytime soon? Well, I've been uh, having my residency at Birdland for the past twenty years, twenty five years. It's gonna be twenty five years in September, and we just finished a series of concerts. I did a lovely project called Fandango at the Wall. Um, we, I fell in love with uh, uh, this gentleman's uh, work, Fandango from Teresa Jorge Francisco Castillo, gathers people for the past 12 years in a festival called Fandango Fronterizo. Son Jarocho musicians uh, from Mexico and the United States, and they gather at the actual mesh, at the border wall between San Diego and uh, Tijuana, and jam. They jam, they dance, they sing, they celebrate life across the wire. Wow. And I thought that was the most fascinating and most uh, brilliant activism I could think of. I literally think that is the most brilliant act of revolutionary behavior that I've ever heard of. And so I reached out to uh, to Jorge and uh, asked him if we could be a part of that, if I could just somehow visit him. So I went to visit him in, in, in Tijuana and learned all about San Jarocho and the different guitars. There's like seven or eight jaranas, different functions that they have, and there's a repertoire, and the repertoire is very, very traditional. It's decima patterns, and uh, uh, it's it's sung, and call and answer, and improvise, and it's just incredibly beautiful, powerful vocal music that uh, moved me. Uh, And so I asked him if he would let us come to celebrate that festival with him, and I brought... A cast of thousands. I brought, uh, uh, and I also wanted to make a little bit of a political point because I wanted to get also everybody from the seven banned countries at the wall. I was only able to get uh, three, 
But uh, we had people from Iran, from Iraq, from Morocco, from Mexico, from all over the world come together. We joined with Jorge Francisco at both sides of the border. Regina Carter, Antonio Sanchez, the Villalobos Brothers, the Afro-Latin Jazz Orchestra, Rahim Al-Har, Saba Motalevi, and we recorded at the border. We recorded on both sides, having microphones on either side. Then we recorded in, uh, in a courtyard in Tijuana, and then we recorded, and we recorded uh, a lot of this material in New York City at uh, Power Station. Wow, nice. And we brought Anna Tejou in for that, which was really beautiful. And then we... Um, also wrote a book about it called Fandango at the Wall, and the documentaries uh, being finished even as we speak about this. And it's a lovely product, project. We um, we just finished performing at Symphony Space May 3rd and 4th, but we're going to do a huge, huge celebration of this project and of wall-related projects called The Long Walls at uh, Bryant Park on September 14th. Wow. And uh, I mean, I don't know if this has been announced. I don't know if I'm going to hurt somebody, but it's going to be a huge celebration on Bryant Park, September 14th. Fantastic! Yeah, we're going to bring artists from all over the world and have a main act and ancillary people perform. And at the end of the evening, we'll celebrate by recreating the Fandango at the Wall. And there's even talk, loose talk, about uh, building some sort of physical wall that people will. Uh, tear apart at the last at the, at the end of the evening um, this is all thanks to the incredible visionary uh, Karen Hopkins and the Onassis Foundation and the great people the producer Chris Wangro and the staff and folks that are just uh, motivated to see uh, intelligent artivism uh, uh, be uh, uh, the identifying feature of the work that artists do um, we all know what's going on. We all know, uh, you know, I don't want to get political, but we all know that uh, I saw Vice yesterday. Yeah. Have you seen Vice? The show, the news? The movie. Oh, the no, Vice. no, no, I have, no. It's yeah, yeah, about yeah. Uh, Dick Cheney. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's about the history of, of, and people call it conspiracy theories about 9-11 and about the history of the blood-sucking, oil-thirsty uh, industrialists that create war for the purpose of engendering uh, great profits for themselves. And so uh, tens of thousands of hundreds of thousands of people die to prop up people like Donald Trump and to prop up people that are just plain buffoons, evil, and clearly seen as such. And uh, so, um, you know, it's it, we all know what's going on. Even supporters know what's going on, but at this point we're so entrenched in an atmosphere of mediocrity and, 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 and mendacity that we don't know how to extricate ourselves. We don't know how to extricate the United States from this painful, embarrassing moment without admitting that we're painful and embarrassing. And so we perpetuate this cycle of, of, of hatred and oppression, and it goes as far as uh, gun lobbyists allowing uh, Sandy Hook Newton, you know, just it's a horrendous time period in history, and I think that uh, we should embolden our artists to make artivism, to clearly and elegantly state as much and as often as possible that no, you're not fooling anybody. This is a despicable time in American history, and most people know, even your supporters. How do people keep up with all your many activities? How do they, uh, would, where do you 
Where to where to go out is it? Well, we have a, a website for my nonprofit called the Afro Latin Jazz Alliance. We do an incredibly beautiful job of the. This is the stuff that makes me nuts that I get to do. We have a beautiful orchestra, the Afro Latin Jazz Orchestra, and a performing and recording season. We have a touring season. We also have an educational work called the Afro Latin Jazz Alliance Academy. We are in two. We're in 16 New York City schools serving 2,000 school children. We buy, this is crazy, this is nutty, this is revolutionary. We buy trumpets, trombones, bass, well, not so much trombones. We try not to encourage that (laughs) behavior. But we buy trombones, trumpets, basses, guitars, keyboards, drums, drum congas, and we give them to children in the New York City public school system. And then we send a teaching team. Right now we're at about 35 to 50 teaching artists twice a week throughout the school year to give instruction in performing these instruments and then in ensemble performance. We have a pre-professional training program called the Fat Afro-Latin Jazz Cats. And um, we have a, 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 an after-school program called Grio Global Rhythms in Our Tribes. And we have an anti-gun, anti-violence initiative. We're even doing this. We've just begun to partner with Mo, uh, Music on the Inside as another nonprofit to bring music instruction to our incarcerated population. Wow, fantastic! So these are th- this is stuff you can find out about this stuff by uh, visiting AfroLatinJazz.org or ArturoFarrell.com, and uh, certainly, I mean, you know, we've got uh, got stuff coming up in Europe this summer, and we're going to. Um, I've got all kinds of we're doing Phoenix, and I mean, traveling all the time. I've been nonstop traveling. We just came back from Boston, where we played Harvard. At the Sanders Theater and, and yeah. the Jazz Bistro in St. Louis, and yeah. um, I think it's—I'm it, really grateful, man. I'm really grateful to be able to have a, a, a professional career as a performer, as a composer, and as an artivist. I love that term because I think that ultimately, what what ends up happening to me is that I, I can't separate my conscience from my work, and so I found that a project like uh, the Fundango Fronterizo and the things that we do are relevant to this time and period in our dark history. Arturo O'Farrell. Arturo O'Farrell dot com. A R T U R O. The art is right there in Arturo. O'Farrell O, you can skip the apostrophe. That's right. F A Double R I Double L O F A R I no, two no, R's, R R I L L A R T U R O O F A R R I L L dot com, and L L O yeah two L's yeah, and then also AfroLatinJazz.org, one word AfroLatinJazz.org. Um, and there's all kinds of things that we're doing. Um, big announcement coming within this next month or two. Huge announcement. Um, I can't divulge anything mm, whoa okay but um some beautiful things are happening and uh the social stuff uh facebook twitter yeah. any of that stuff Pianitis is my instagram uh afro jazz is my facebook p-i-a-n-a-n-i-t-i-s uh my facebook is afro latin jazz and um i really don't like twitter i have people that tweet for me okay um but i i kind of i've developed a huge distaste for twitter i don't know why well i'm not i'm not uh, I, I imagine it's because somebody's 
Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. But, no, I say this because, listen, uh, a lot of our listeners want to know where the cool stuff is. And a lot of the cool stuff is where you go. <laughs> Arturo O'Farrell. So, uh, yeah, follow follow this guy. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I'll tell you what, if you listen between the lines, you'll actually hear Steely Dan influences <laughs> in all my music. <laughs> and, also, and Olivier Messiaen influences and Carla Blaine. He's a big phony. I steal <laughs> from everyone. Oh, yeah. No. I have, I have nary a creative thought in my head. <laughs> I just freely. But you know what they say? The great ones are the... What is it? The, yeah, uh, the good ones borrow, the great ones steal. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. I do believe that. I do believe that, but it starts out that way. It might seem that way, but you got some stuff, man. You got some stuff. Well, Can't hide from me. We're in London with Steely Dan at the Rainbow Theater. You know, I, I, now, there are a lot of famous shows that have been recorded at the Rainbow Theater over the years. Um, I've never been to the Rainbow. I've been to London many times. I've never been to the Rainbow Theater. I've never Theater. been to the Rainbow yeah. Theater. All right. Well, it's in Finsbury Park in London. It's May of 1974. And uh, should we dive back in? Yeah, let's we do it. We should dive back in. All right. So uh, you're listening to WKCR. I'm Mitch Goldman. The show's called Deep Focus, a production of Jazz Alternatives. The show heard each week night from 6 to 9 p.m. And Arturo O'Farrell is our guest. And it's the music of Steely Dan, WKCR. You're most welcome. I'd like to thank every one of you. Thank you very much. Right as a uh, as a prelude to our next composition, Jeffrey Baxter <laughs> will tune to demodal tuning.
thank you and good night. You're a really beautiful audience. <laughs> you like to listen to music, it's great. Now they're done. We're never going to get them back on stage now. You think? I don't know. I, I mean, you never know. They're going crazy. These guys really did you know, light a fire under this audience. It, yeah, no, it's really great, too, to hear them kind of in their Southern California <laughs> introducing the band. and The rock and roll orchestra. The rock and roll orchestra, <laughs> you know tuning up and kind of being real Southern California cash and you know that British rock artists were anything but cash right that's true alright still on stage they what do you think they walked off they came back yeah they're doing what jazz musicians do they're waiting to be begged <laughs> to play <laughs> please love me please someone if you just tuned in, <laughs> this is Steely Dan on stage. You've never heard this. Very few people have ever heard this. Again. All right, they're I'll back. Wait just a moment now. Just a moment. <laughs> they're tuning up. How? Before, but you're Im like it anyway impudent. Like, <laughs> we like it, and uh, we figure, you know, your taste more or less coincides with ours. And, uh, <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Uh oh. Okay. I got a pretty good feeling. Wow. That was the wrong disc. Yeah, that was you know, the Turingali Law Symphony. I got to tell you. That was the Turingali Law Symphony, and, and I can trace uh, the continuum from Steely <laughs> Notre Dame. That moment's coming, but. This was the other disc that, that ended up. My, that, was, that would be cool, though, right? Yeah, I could see them coming back and playing that. I could see them playing that as an encore. <laughs> right? The Turn Golly Lot Symphony. My apologies. This engineer, I, this is the last time I ever use him. He is, this guy's terrible. I, I don't know. What to do. I, I, it's like family. You should so, pay him, maybe. You think? I gave him three uh, cookies. Nothing. I got nothing. Nothing. Okay. okay. Steely Dan. Encore. Arturo O'Farrell. Steely Dan. WKCR. Yeah. Yeah. Three-part broadcast from May of 2019, Arturo O'Farrell, my guest. The topic is Steely Dan. So there's one more part waiting for you. Go and find that. And when you do, go to your podcasting app, or you can always go to 
the hosting site, which is mitchgoldman.podbean.com. You can subscribe. Don't cost nothing. And uh, you'll also find over 100 other episodes of Deep Focus. And if you want to tell us what you think, come to Instagram. It's Deep Focus Podcast on Instagram. And uh, you meet people who like the music you like. And you might even meet some of the people who appear on this show, including me. So uh, come check it out. All right. That's part two. Check out part three.